Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to another installment of Growing with Sol. So, Hispanic Heritage Month will begin later this week, on the 15th to be exact. So, you know, it is a, a time of the year where people in this country are going to be thinking about Latinos. So, I feel like it's only right, as a Latina, as someone who is Mexican-American, to talk about Hispanic Heritage Month and highlight some things about Latinidad throughout this time. And not only does it make sense that we even have a Hispanic Heritage Month and that we talk about it, but even more so given the fact that per the census, the U.S. Hispanic population has reached 62.5 million people back in 2021, which is up from the 50.5 million people in 2010. So there are quite a bit of us in the country. Um, so, you know, it's only right that we talk about this on the podcast as well. But before we get into it and all my lovely little thoughts on Hispanic Heritage Month, I do want to say that if you have been enjoying the podcast, to subscribe and to leave a lovely little review because it definitely helps. So let's go ahead and get into it. So I have a lot of thoughts on Hispanic Heritage Month. I feel two kinds of ways about it. One, it is an opportunity to celebrate our cultures, to celebrate our contributions to this country, and that's fantastic. It's also an opportunity to learn about our history and our histories in this country as well, which, to put it lightly, can be very sad, but it's a part of history that so many of us do not learn in school. So this is an opportunity to take some time to truly learn our histories if we do not know them. And that is a beautiful thing as well. At the same time, I also feel negatively, to put it broadly, about this quote-unquote month. And I feel some type of way about the name Hispanic Heritage Month and about the fact that it spans half of September and half of October. So we don't even get a full month. We get this concoction, this haphazardly smushed together makeshift month. Let's let's talk about the history before I fully get into how I feel and why. <laughs> so, as I mentioned before, Hispanic Heritage Month takes place from September 15th to October 15th every single year. And during this time, it is an opportunity, it is a time where many people, including the government, because this is a government thing, um, recognize and celebrate the many contributions, diverse cultures, and extensive histories of the American Latino community. So it began back in 1968. It was originally known as Hispanic Heritage Week, but later on, it was extended to a full month in 1988. During this time, it specifically also celebrates the Independence Days of several Latin American countries, including Costa Rica, El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua on September 15th. The date begins Mexico on September 16th and Chile on September 18th. So what don't I like about Hispanic Heritage Month? The name. And the majority of it stems from the name itself. And you might think, Marisol, it is just a word. No, it is not just a word. 
words are never just words. Words have histories, words have connotations, words have complexities behind them. And the word Hispanic is one of those words. So when I see the term Hispanic in regards to Hispanic Heritage Month, it shows me that it is a complete just, like it just, it ignores all Latino peoples that speak languages that are not Spanish and specifically the indigenous communities within Latin America. And I say that because so many people who are indigenous do migrate over to the United States and do comprise the Latino community here in the United States. So when we see the term Hispanic, we're ignoring them. We are ignoring their contributions. We are ignoring their cultures. And I don't like that. With that, the term Hispanic, which I'm going to get into its definition a little later, the term Hispanic reduces our cultures to the language itself, which I find to be very problematic because it is not necessarily our language. It is the colonizer's language. And the fact that on top of the colonization aspect of the language, there was there, there is a history of forced assimilation in the United States, which, to put it very succinctly, has resulted in this phenomenon known as the No Sabo Kid. Now, if you're not familiar <clears throat> with this phenomenon, with this terminology of the No Sabo Kid, um, No Sabo is not correct Spanish. So it should be No Se, would be the correct conjugation. So a No Sabo Kid is a child of Latino descent, Latino origin, who does not speak Spanish. And when they try to speak Spanish, there are often grammatical mistakes because when you are trying to speak a language that you do not fully know, you're bound to make grammatical mistakes. Even in a language you do know, you are bound to make grammatical mistakes at some point, whether because you're speaking too quickly or you're just your grammar is not all that great. Let's face it, the education system here, let's not even get into it right now. So it results in that phenomenon. And that further angers me because of the history of assimilation because of the history of the racism and the prejudice that Latinos have faced in this country. So many people have chosen to not teach their children how to speak Spanish because they thought that it would be better for their kids. It would be better for the children to not even know how to speak Spanish so they can better assimilate and they won't face the same harassment, the same racism, the same prejudice and discrimination that they themselves faced. So you have someone whose mom and dad made the decision to not teach them Spanish. And then that quote-unquote no sabo kid gets made fun of because they don't speak Spanish. When it's not their fault. And it's not even the parents' fault necessarily for choosing to not teach their child Spanish. Because they only wanted what was best for that child to not face the same shit that they had to face at the hands of racist Americans. So that fucking pisses me off. And on top of that, the term Hispanic feels like it gives more of a nod to the Spanish than the Latinos themselves that this month is here to celebrate and to honor. Now, if you think that I'm reaching, listen to what Lyndon B. Johnson had to say about this. Per NPR, President Lyndon Johnson, who at the time said, or at the time said, the people of Hispanic descent are the heirs of missionaries, captains, soldiers, and farmers who were motivated by a young spirit of adventure and a, and a desire to settle freely in a free land. This heritage is ours, he proclaimed. 
in regards to talking about Hispanic Heritage Week. Now, who the fuck do you think the missionaries, captains, and soldiers were who had this quote-unquote spirit of adventure? The Spanish. Not the indigenous peoples who were genocided, who were murdered, enslaved. Not them. Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, how this month is supposed to be honoring and quote-unquote strategically placed from the 15th to the 15th to make room for the Independence Days of so many Latin American countries. It's just like, who do you think they were getting independence from? Spain. Not all of them, but most of them. <sighs> okay, so... Where did the term Hispanic even come from? Because most Latino peoples were not calling themselves Hispanic, historically speaking. So where did this term come from? Because it is fairly new. According to Cristina Mora, a sociologist at the University of California, Berkeley, she tells NPR that the term Hispanic is inextricably linked to the U.S. Census. So how is this? The Pew Research Center reports that in the 1930s, Latinos living in the, in the United States, regardless of their place of birth or family origin, were all noted as Mexican by the Census Bureau counters. Clearly, that is an issue because not all Latinos are Mexican. So there was already a lot of issues with the census back then and how people were made to identify, how Latinos were made to identify. So it's got a little bit better in the 1970s. So the agency began asking Latinos living in the U.S. to self-identify, and the options were Mexican, Puerto Rican, Cuban, Central or South American, other Spanish, or none of these. So we have a little bit more options, a little bit more recognition of the many different peoples of Latin America and now in the United States, but it still wasn't perfect. So... Mora goes on to explain that Hispanic was never a term that everybody loved, but it was a term that got a lot of support from Latinos within the Nixon administration and later the Ford administration. So it was eventually added to the 1980 census, and that is how that term came to be. It is because of the census and partially because people were trying to find a term that could group us all together and highlight the fact that we are here, we are a part of this country, and we deserve to be counted and noticed and included. So there was some positivity that led to the creation of the term Hispanic, but it is still not loved, <laughs> especially by someone like me. Partially in terms of like historically how that word came about, there is that. And also just based on like sort of the etymology of the word itself, it is an English translation of the word Hispano, which means a person whose cultural traditions originate from Spain. Again, focusing on the colonizer, the European who is not even of Latin American descent. So, given that we do not like this term, and by we, I mean me and many other Latinos in this country, what are some alternatives? It feels a little old school as someone who is a millennial and maybe even someone who is Gen Z to say this, but Latino, I would even settle for that. But again, it's not as inclusive. We have the English Latin, but that feels like just not correct. Um, I've never even said that I was Latin ever, ever in my life. So I feel like that is a no. I feel like perhaps Latinx could work or even Latine. Out of those two, I prefer Latine. 
Um, and again, it's more inclusive, again, of all peoples. Now, if you're thinking, okay, but Marisol, like, Latinx, Latina, that doesn't sound like it also includes indigenous peoples. This is where we're going to talk about, talk about this. So, first and foremost, I get why someone would say that it's not inclusive of indigenous peoples. And I am open to hearing other suggestions of terms that can be used to encompass inclusively all of the Latina community that is here in the United States. I want to talk about some distinctions that are very important between the term Hispanic and the term Latinx, Latine, Latino, any variation of that word. Hispanic, like I've said before, is in reference to someone whose cultural traditions originate from Spain. It is a person who speaks Spanish. So when someone is Hispanic, it just means that they are Spanish speaking. So that can be someone from Spain, clearly, like we talk about a lot in this episode. It can also be somebody from Latin America, because a lot of people in Latin America speak Spanish. It can also be someone from, I believe, Equatorial Guinea um, in Africa. There was a, a country in Africa that the Spanish also colonized, and they speak Spanish. I believe it's Equatorial Guinea. I could be wrong. I have to look that one up. But they're clearly not Latino. We're not talking about them in Hispanic Heritage Month. So clearly the term Hispanic is not appropriate in this context. Now, when we look at the word Latino, who are we talking about? And this is something that I've had conversations about with people in person. This is something that I've seen people talk about online. This is something I've studied in grad school. Um, so I am not only knowledgeable, I'm also very passionate about this. But the term Latino is in reference to people from Latin America, geographically speaking. We're not talking about a language. We're not necessarily talking about a culture per se within this context. We're talking about, geographically speaking, a person who is from, has heritage from Latin America, geographically on a map. So when you see people online saying that they're Latino because they speak a language that originates from Latin, they're wrong. So all those Italians, all those other people who are from Europe who say that they are Latinos because their language originates from Latin. Mm -mm, no, baby. That's not what we're talking about. That's not what Latino is. <laughs> Latino is someone who originates from, who has heritage from Latin America on a map. So for me, I think a better term for Hispanic Heritage Month would be Latina Heritage Month. But if you have another idea out there, I'm open to hearing it. Because this is a conversation. Even though this is a podcast and you're just listening to me speak at you. <laughs> I would still love to hear what you have to say. Tag me in your conversations online. I'd love to hear what you have to say. So those are some alternatives. Are they perfect? Probably not. But those are some alternatives that I have at the moment. Ultimately, this month does bring about an opportunity to share our stories and to learn more about our histories. Because we don't learn about our histories as much in class, going through the education system here in the United States, I went to private school, but even then, I didn't really learn much about Mexican-American, like Hispanic, to use that term, history. A little bit, especially because I'm in California, so a little bit, and then a little bit from my parents, from my mom, especially because she grew up here, like a little bit, but not a whole lot. So this is an opportunity to learn more if you would like to learn more about your culture, about your history, and about your histories, your culture's history here in the United States. And it is an opportunity to think about, 
to think about how we tell our stories and to tell our stories as well and share our cultures. It's an opportunity to celebrate and uplift our cultures and contributions to this nation. And like I said before, knowing our histories, which can be sad, learning about the discrimination that many of our ancestors have faced, the generations before us, the mistreatment and the injustice. But knowing history is extremely important so that we do not repeat it. Ultimately, if you enjoyed this episode, subscribe. It helps. Leave a review because that helps and share it out with your loved ones. Share it out on social media. You can tag me at your coach Maddie on Instagram and on TikTok. And of course, a little bit of a plug, but as a life coach, I am accepting clients. So if you'd like to work on anything self-esteem, confidence related, go ahead and reach out to me. Those are my specialties. You can go ahead and schedule a discovery call for free in the show notes as well. See you in the next one. Thank you.